Unexplained Organ. We're back. Hi, Kim. Hi, Creepers. Hello, Christine. Welcome. Hi. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. That was my Dracula voice, by the way, before. Happy Halloween. Wow. Yes. That was That's my great. costume, too. That was my, that was my <laughs> effort towards Halloween this year. <laughs> yeah, I think we uh, we were talking about bef- it before we got on, and and our efforts are are not as ambitious this year for sure, right? They're just not. As the kids get older and uh, they do their own thing, and they're they've left the home, uh, it just doesn't mean the same anymore. And uh, yeah, I guess I could pass out candy tonight, but I'm not going to. I'm just gonna. I'm going to be one of those people that don't turn the light I'm on. I'm with you, although we decided that this year we were going to actually hand out full candy bars. You're going to be that house. You're going to be the exact opposite <laughs> of, you're going to be the house that they go to. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, we were uh, we were going to go to a, a Halloween get-together last night, and we kind of had a plan for what we were going to wear. And uh, as the day kind of progressed, we didn't feel ambitious at all and um David actually made like a super creepy mask out of um it's like what the what coffee bags what coffee beans come in oh like yes. burlap Bur- burlap okay and uh he would like he was like the strangers. oh yeah like, oh uh, <laughs> so I actually looked up pictures and sent them to him because he was like I'm thinking about doing like what if I did a burlap uh, mask like I did that one year and I was like um yeah oh it sounds good I I'm always up for like a creepy burlap mask and so <laughs> I sent him a bunch of pictures and you would not believe the pictures that are online like not only can you buy really creepy burlap masks out there or, or um are they even called masks I don't even know because it goes over your whole head costumes burlap costumes so there are some really creepy ones out there. So I sent him a bunch of pictures and he came up with something and I was in the kitchen doing dishes yesterday and I look over and he had like popped out of the side no, and was like Dave, looking at no. me. And the thing is, is it's not even as extreme as the ones I sent him. It was literally like just a very like basic one and it's still scary. I don't care. Well, when you're not expecting No, and I even it. knew, and it was still scary. So, awesome. yeah. Turns out you just need some burlap, uh, a marker, and some straw, and you can really... I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so, that that was our ambitious, and then we, did, you know, ambitiousness, and we decided to not even go, and, and then we did decide we'll actually probably hand out some candy today, or chocolate bars good for you well and then we're also gonna talk about a scary movie that you're gonna inspire me to watch hopefully you found a movie originally we were both gonna find a scary movie and discuss it but I couldn't find a friggin' scary movie to watch to save my life so you have one that uh, you're gonna suggest for me and tell me about at the end of our episode so hopefully I will leave here after taping this to go watch a scary movie. Yeah, we decided we were going to, like, come up with something and share it with each other. And and I'm with you on it. Like, we, I watched 
different things and nothing was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I can't wait to share it. I mean, it, it takes a lot to scare you and I. Yeah, I, yes, I'm very picky. But uh, before we get going, we just want to do a couple recaps here and talk to you, our listeners about a couple things. Uh, that we have on our mind, and uh, one of them being Gabby Petito. Since we taped that episode last, there's been some uh, new updates in her case. Uh, They found the body of Brian Laundrie, finally, on October 21st, which took a really long time. I can't believe it took that long, but uh, they're still releasing information about what they have found. They really haven't released that much information other than the fact that um, the parents, his parents were actually the ones, I guess, to locate his remains. And they were able to do that rather quickly. So there's some kind of controversy going on there. There's also a notebook that was found with him that they haven't released that much information on. But um, if you did turn into our Gabby Petito case, uh, we appreciate it. We we have some feedback that was emailed into us that we're going to talk about. and. Uh, just a sad ending to a very sad story. And uh, when I went back and listened to our episode, you know, I just want to remind our listeners, you know, we are not a scripted podcast. So a lot of the time, Christine and I get on here and we just have these conversations. And, you know, a couple of things that I said bothered me. Like I said that I wanted to shake Gabby and that's really not what I meant. You know, I wanted to put my arms around her and hug her, of course, is really, you know, how I wanted to word that. Mm-hmm. And so I just, you know, want to remind people that we we are definitely not here to exploit any cases. Uh, we're here to get some information out there and maybe talk about some different aspects of cases that you haven't thought about, cases that you haven't heard about. Obviously, everybody's heard about Gabby, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know you and I both kind of reviewed our thoughts on, on that episode. And, <clears throat> you know, our intention was never, like you said, to exploit what was happening, you know, the tragedy and the the trauma and, and the everything that she went through, but also what her family um, is going through. There were probably things we, you know, we said we you know, at the moment or whatever. I mean, we could, we're just people sitting here discussing what our thoughts are without any intention of harm towards anyone. I think that, um, you know, some good things that have come out of what happened to Gabby. One good thing is that obviously the spotlight went on other cases. And I I heard somewhere like, at least, what was it, nine people have been found? Nine missing people have been found now because of Gabby or because of, you know, the events or, you know. And and that, to me, is something that I don't think that anything like this has ever happened before where um, someone goes missing and, you know, these events kind of shift people's viewpoints shift the investigations, put the spotlight on why other people are not being looked for in the same way. So since we recorded that episode, obviously another update is that more people, more missing people have been found. Amazing. Uh, We wanted to talk about a little bit about some feedback, an email that we had received from a listener who was 
upset with us about the way that we had portrayed the 911 dispatch call in in that episode of Gabby and and how we had kind of I don't know not been supportive of maybe how difficult of a job that is to be on the phone with someone who's in you know reporting or in crisis I mean so we wanted to just kind of touch touch on that a little bit we're not going to read the email uh again no no. (laughs) we both have stated Kim and I that our first like knee-jerk reaction is to get defensive because we're just two people sharing our thoughts we're we don't claim to be experts on anything uh and we of course are not in we're not 911 dispatchers ourselves so we don't know we've never claimed to know what that must be like but we're always open to our listeners feedback preferably constructive uh, because then there's information being shared in a respectful way back and forth instead of it being coming from a place of defensiveness and kind of being rude. And so uh, I want to just say that, you know, this email actually had some really good information in it. And I would be absolutely open to having this listener come on and share with us and with our listeners what what it's like to be a uh, 911 dispatcher, you know, and and the stress of that, the day-to-day, the requirements, the responsibilities, and what could we do as, you know, people potentially calling in, you know, what what is the best way to submit information? Um, you know, and and so I would love to get this listener on our episode or on a future episode. I'd be totally open to that. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely would be open, but she ended her email saying, we lost a listener. So in case you're tuning in, listener, our 911 expert, uh, we appreciate your email. Uh, You know, we are not going to get defensive about uh, about certain aspects of it, but we definitely hope you hope you came back and tuned in. We would love I, I think it would be great to actually have someone on there because you know people in these situations and I have to commend the man that called in that incident that he witnessed Brian slapping Gabby uh he was very composed in the moment he got the license plate number the the make and the model of the car the van I mean he had a lot of information and he was very composed uh when he called 911 so um, well, I'm sure in a lot of situations they're dealing with people that aren't quite as composed. And so they do need to be a little bit more abrupt. But this caller was so composed and he had a lot of information and it just seemed like, you know, it took a while to get it, get it over to the uh, 911 dispatcher. But uh, I do appreciate that email and, I, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it. Because we are open. We are open to feedback. We are not two people that are so close-minded that, you know, we're not going to listen to other points of view here. Sure. And we encourage our listeners to go, if you have a minute, and listen to the 911 call and see what you think. What we felt was that, you know, now more than ever, I think it's difficult for people to come forward and call 911 
And when they do, it's really important what happens on the end of that call or at during that, that interaction. So when someone's taking the time to take information down, like the make and model of the van, the color of the van, the color of the ladder, the license plate of the van, describing what yeah. they saw, like that is somebody that is wants to get involved because they were worried. And so we mm-hmm. need to keep people wanting to help in our society and not apprehensive to call nine one one, which I think a lot of people are right now. So I'm not gonna. I don't know. It, you know, I'm speaking. I'm making a general statement there, but you know, I understand that that perhaps the dispatchers or the people that are in those positions are not required to be nice. I don't, I don't really specifically know what their training is in that, in that way. And, and maybe they're not actually customer service, you know, to that extent, but, and they are just trying to gather data and there's a lot on their plate, but, um, I feel like it kind of goes both ways. Like if you are someone that no one wants to, to share information with, then people won't call. So yeah, for sure. Let us know sure. what you it's think. Tough. If you have, you know, if you have any thoughts on on or if you have information about what it's like to be in that type of a position and we're again always open yes. to Yes. Always open. So we uh, are also open to everyone's five-star reviews and boop, boop. we're so excited when we get them. We got some really great reviews that we're going to take some time today and actually read. Uh, And I think one of our people that left a review actually emailed that they wanted a sticker. So your sticker is on your way, Camp Girl. Uh, But uh, we're really excited about these reviews. And, um, you know, in a day and age where people are so compelled to go on and say negative things about things that they don't like, we really appreciate the people that take their time and say something positive because, you know... We're doing this for fun, peeps, you know, and the bottom line, and we like to see that you are enjoying it. Totally. Right? So our first review uh, is a five-star review, and we want to say thank you to Neptune and Mars. And they said, love being able to listen to stories from Oregon, born and raised in Oregon, and learning new things all the time. So yay, and uh, definitely... We agree with that because Christine and I were both born and raised in Oregon. And I think a lot of our stories that we come across were like, why didn't we know about How did we not hear about this? Where were we? Where, like, yeah, exactly. So uh, Neptune and Mars, thank you so much for that five-star review. We love it, love it. And then we have another review, a four-star review from Moonglow Gal. And this one says, I'm a longtime fan of true crime and an avid listener of similar podcasts like MFM and Crime Junkie, but recently found this podcast while searching for podcasts closer to home. I love Mm -hmm. it. I appreciate your authenticity, the respect you bring to the cases you cover, and your friendship is so sweet. It reminds me of me and my besties 
keep rocking it, ladies. And don't change your potty mouths. Apparently, it's a sign of intelligence. I think so, for sure. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Moon Glow Gal. Uh, I, I love it. I love it that you are picking up our you know, our best friend love that we've, we've had since we were 13. Uh, and it just, uh, I love it. I love everything about this review, especially because she is an avid listener of podcasts. We are much different than Crime Junkie. And we've said that before. Like, we are, we are not a Crime Junkie podcast. Full body chills. Exactly. We're not scripted. So, we're not sitting here writing all of this out cuz and we're not sitting in a studio. Um I'm currently in I won't even tell you what it looks like where I'm sitting. And we're not getting paid and we don't have sponsors. We're bringing this to you uninterrupted with no commercials as as you know already. So, Unless you count uh, our dogs barking, the airplanes. There are so many airplanes going by today at my house. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we really, really love this review, Moon Glow Gal. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I, it's so appreciated. Let us know if you and want a sticker. Have... Yes. If you want a sticker, you deserve one. You need to let us know if you want one. Okay, and then we have one from Camp Girl, which they did let us know they want a sticker. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be sending Camp Girl a sticker, another five-star review labeled Addictive. And this one says, I've always been interested in true crime. I love to learn all the details about a case and how they were solved. Unexplained Oregon does a fantastic job feeding my true crime addiction while putting cases in terms that I can understand. They also offer suggestions on how I can be more aware of my surroundings and how to handle the dangerous situations. It's highly recommended. I love it. Sticker on the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely one of the things that, that Christine and I talked about when we started was throwing out suggestions on how our listeners can be more safe out there in society so um i i I think we should go back to that you know uh, i think we were calling it something tips weren't we i know we were that was one of our like missions was was, to share like a, a mommy tip creeper creeper tip i know it was a mommy tip it was a mommy tip that we were putting at the end of our episodes yeah. uh during our first season but so definitely camp girl likes our mommy tips that that's good feedback we will get back to doing yeah them. I just want to say I have a couple things I want to follow up on but before I do that I want to just say I was talking with Maya a little bit ago and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing this that she was in uh Lowe's I think it was yesterday and she was with her dog. She brought her dog with her and she said that um, she was in like a section of Lowe's and this guy was definitely watching her and she (gasps) was kind of in a place there that there wasn't like anyone else at, but I mean, her dog, her dog's amazing. Like, I don't think anyone would have been able to actually come up to her. She said that she didn't even hear him. And then, uh, like, she looked over at him and he was pretending to kind of be on his phone. So she felt super uncomfortable, felt uh, like something was off, like her intuition 
was kind of telling her that something was up. And if you don't know who Maya is, she's she's my daughter. And she was in one of our episodes recently. Lapisa yeah, Bryce. Case. Bryce Lapisa. Yes. Bryce. Yeah, so yes. if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. But, uh, you know, it makes me think you and I had talked about doing a podcast of, you know, about the women who have noticed or women who have noticed being in you know, public settings in stores and men are watching them. Men are coming up to them. Men are super, you know, making women feel uncomfortable. And I had just seen a TikTok and this gal was sharing about how she had just been in the store. I think it was, I don't even remember what store it was and that she just felt super uncomfortable. She kind of shared the whole story. She literally left her shopping cart and left. And she was in her car telling the story and put it on TikTok. And I think that, well, first off, is if anyone has seen any of those TikToks, share them with our podcast. We can talk about them more, but it kind of goes along with what you were saying that, you know, I think we have to follow our gut. And Mm -hmm. if you feel uncomfortable, there's a reason why. And just pay attention to your surroundings. Leave if you need to. Tell the store manager, if something feels off, tell the store manager, you can't go wrong with that. What are they going to do? Yeah. And like you said, they, you mentioned, uh, you know, in, in a lot of cases it is, it's men, but I've heard cases where they use other women to lure, to lure, you know, women in like a teenage girl or so it's just, which you don't even want to go there and think about that, but it's it's a whole new world, and you definitely need to be aware of these things. So, my gosh, how scary for Maya. That's horrible. Yeah, she, she's okay. She let me know. I checked in with her to make sure she got back home, and like I said, her dog is amazing, and, and Lowe's lets you bring your, your dog in there. So, as, as we probably all know, if you've been in Lowe's or Home Depot, there are usually... Maybe Newman should pay a visit to yeah Lowe's I mean like get lost Kim <laughs> probably kidding. give them a lot of anxiety because there's usually a lot of people and there's usually quite a bit quite quite a few dogs I wanted to share one more uh we have a new listener his name is Rob he's a first-time listener he emailed uh and we kind of did a, a little bit of emailing back and forth he shared a little bit of creepy stories from his time working um, in Wolf Creek, Oregon. It was kind of interesting. So maybe maybe we can uh, can do a future episode on Wolf Creek. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it because Dave and I went and stayed there at the Wolf Creek Inn. Um, and there's some creepy, I mean, that's supposed to be haunted place, that Wolf Yeah, Creek I remember Inn. Zach, some... I think, went there. Yeah, Zach, Zach visited that place, but... There, there have been some creepy stories coming out of Wolf Creek, missing people recently too. So I know we are going to cover uh, some missing, some missing people that went missing with their vehicle mm-hmm. because that's fascinating to us. And I believe uh, I just read recently that there was someone missing from the Wolf Creek area. Insane! Thank you, Rob, for being a listener and emailing. Email yeah, he's us. a new listener. He definitely had some creepy things happen to him during his time working in Wolf Creek. Um, And so, 
that was kind of interesting to read. Um, if anyone else has any like creepy stories around Wolf Creek area, let us know. Email us in. I also, we have a listener suggestion from uh, Laura. She wanted us to do um, the missing boy, Jeremy Dolan Bright. I know you and I talked about him. He went missing from the Coos County Fair. Uh, he's. Mm-hmm. I feel like his story has been, you know, pretty infamous, right? Because he, it's so, and probably for the time too, like he's in this public place and he just ends up going missing, right? I think we might have talked about him mm-hmm. before. Uh, one of our listeners was talking about, her name is Courtney. She was talking a little bit about her hometown story of the case of Kelly... Yes, Kelly Disney. And we talked about her from Highway 20. Um, Courtney actually had been emailing us. She suggested the case, but also said that her and her family had been in touch with detectives and even like cold case detectives later on to try to figure out more about Kelly and what happened. And yeah, I I briefly remember that's the case where I believe she got into an argument with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm and uh, got out of the car and was walking, and that was the last time she was seen. Yeah, yeah. So sad. The last one I want, last email I want to mention is from our listener, Lori, and she followed up with information about the Skeptoid podcast, uh, and we had talked about them during our cattle mutilation Hmm. cattle mutilation update from the last this last episode we talked briefly about another uh email and she she wrote us telling us about the actual episode from skeptoid they're the podcast out of bend and remember i'd mentioned that they had uh kind of disputed the whole idea of like it being an alien thing so she sent us a link to listen or to read I think you can only read it now you can't listen to it because maybe it's been archived but it's that particular information from skeptoid.com and she's actually uh, she has a family member who's associated with the podcast and skeptoid.com it's there's a website you can go to there's a lot of different stories on there if you want to read and I think some podcast episodes as well yeah. Oh, good. So I want to share with you a couple things I've been watching. Uh, of course, right now, I feel like you can get on any of our, you know, different Amazon, Hulu, anything that you might have or that you might su- subscribe to. And now is the season that you can watch like so much. I started out by watching Halloween, you know, the fur, the, the very one? first the, Halloween. Oh, good for you. <laughs> it's a must. I went with the latest oh, one. Oh, and then I watched the latest <laughs> one. Okay. Uh, and I've watched Friday the 13th, the original. I watched that yesterday. Uh, and I still get chills with Friday the 13th, the original. It was the first scary movie I can really remember that wasn't about a big grizzly bear. That was probably my first one. Uh, this Friday the 13th is like, it's legit. Um, I think I was in like fourth grade. I was telling Dave the story about how my friend at the time, whose mom wouldn't let her come over to my house ever, let us watch Friday the 13th at her house. 
And it's, what? I'm pretty sure it's rated R. Like, there's nudity in it. There is, a you know, a woman getting, you know, killed with an oh, axe. Yeah. Like, for the time, for being, like, a fourth grader, it was pretty scary. Um, yes. I like Friday the 13th because for a long time you don't even see Jason. Yes, you just hear the... Right. <sighs> yeah, Brian will do that. Like, when it's pitch dark, he'll just, I'll hear the... <sighs> Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> and we just need Dave to do anyway. it with his burlap mask on. With, yeah. Exactly, then it would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then last week I was kind of Googling, like, trying to find movies that no one's heard of that potentially, you know, might have their origins from another country or, you know, just kind of Googling where... What are, like, some good scary movies? And, of course, the same ones always pop up. The Shining, The Conjuring, The Ring, like... Insidious. Yes. I mean, all all legit. Like, we're not... The Shining, for sure. All of these movies are are definitely scary. They are scary the first time you see them. I mean, unfortunately, the first time I saw The Shining, I was little like so probably in fourth grade i think i'm just exactly maybe younger uh and i'm right there with you with the old time ones for me i like the um the nightmare on elm street the very first one i think because i remember my brother got like a bootleg copy of that and we weren't supposed to watch it of course and we watched it and it was it was terrifying, like the Freddy, the very, you know, with her in the body bag. And I, it still scares mm-hmm. me to this day. So it's kind of funny that you and I both went back to the oldies or trying to find something. I think I'm just not, I can't find anything that grips me and really scares me. You know, I've, I've seen it all. Like the strangers is a really good one. I love the strangers. Uh, but I haven't found one, and I really like that one because it's based on a true story, right? And so you have that aspect of it. But I, I couldn't find anything when we decided to do this episode. We wanted to do something fun this week, but I really, I watched a couple on Netflix, and I was, and when it, I've said this before, when it turns devil, like, possessed by the devil, you lose me. Like, I just, I just have, I lose all interest in it, and I'm like, eh. yeah. No yeah, thanks, you know. I found one uh, called Lake Mungo. Uh, it this is the one that I wanted to share with you. It's was filmed in two thousand and eight, and it's an Australian psychological horror film. Oh. And it says it employs mockumentary style storytelling with found footage and docufiction elements, uh, using actor interviewees to present the narrative of a family trying to come to terms with the drowning death of their daughter and the potentially supernatural events they experience after it. And I will tell you that at first I thought it was real. And Oh, I like these kind of yeah. movies. I like the docu where you're trying to figure out if it's real. I do. I was like, oh God, I've got a good one. Like I totally was like enthralled. I was trying to, I had it on like my phone. I was watching it on my phone and I'm like, oh, this is so good. I'm excited. I think I might've even like Marco Polo'd you. I've got one. I've got one. And as it, you know, <laughs> as you're going through it, it's like, I'm like, wow, everybody looks like so perfect in this. And yet the acting was like, 
the dad in particular was like really into it and like crying and stuff. It was pretty like legit. I Like I said, for probably about the first 10 to 15 minutes. And then there was a part of me that was like, I don't want to look up and see if it's fake because I want to just be here and yeah. enjoy it. But it's definitely like mom and dad and brother trying to come to terms with the death of this daughter and... Um, they start to hear things around their house right after she dies. They set up some cameras. They go to a psychic and then they find out that the daughter had actually been to the same psychic before she died. And they are really just like trying to figure out what happened to her. And they discover some lost footage and there's some uh, creepy like creepy stuff that happened between the daughter and the neighbor and that's when I was like okay this is maybe going downhill um damn it's worth watching like it's definitely got a different like and now I've probably ruined it all I probably should have said that from the beginning like spoiler I'm not going to tell you anything about the ending but it was I really love watching like movies and tv shows from other countries because I think they just do it you know they do it in in a different way than we do and there were definitely creepy elements to this and like I said at first I totally thought it was real awesome I'm gonna check out Lake Mungo man and let us know like had you uh, have you ever heard of it before Kim no did you catch it on uh Netflix or where did did you say that already where you I think I found it on Amazon yeah okay um I hadn't heard of it Actually, I went to Amazon to look for a movie and I got sucked into Dexter (laughs) because they're releasing Dexter again. They're coming out with a new. And so I'm like, oh, it's been so long. And so then I got sucked into that. And so I started watching that. And I'm like, this is like defeating the whole purpose of finding a movie to watch. But yeah, I got sucked into Dexter and then I got sucked into a TV show on the ID channel called Evil Lives Here. I'm sure you've seen it. It's, um, they interview, like, people, people really close to someone that committed a crime, you know, that was evil, and it's just really good. So check that out for sure. It's, you'll get sucked into it like I Cool, cool. I feel like I have watched that before. I know, you can't go wrong with things on ID channel, there's a there's a, no. a show on there too. I don't know if it's on ID. I know it's on my Discovery Plus and it's called maybe Cold Alaska. Have you seen that? Mm. Um, uh, it's, I don't know how many, if they're all solved, but it's really good. And I mean, obviously Alaska has uh, like the highest cases of missing people, I think is what we had said before. It's called Cold-Blooded Alaska. Wow, I'm so off. What did yeah. I say? Cold Alaska? Cold well, it Alaska. is cold. <laughs> you weren't that off. <laughs> um, it says, within Alaska's wild and harsh landscape lurk some of the most dangerous criminals in America. The 10-episode true crime series Cold-Blooded Alaska uncovers Alaska's most disturbing crimes and unpacks the extraordinary, extraordinary lengths law enforcement working and the last frontier must take to bring killers to justice. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I want to talk about what I just watched and see I'm not I I don't know, do you want to hear the whole thing? Or do you want me to just tell you kind of the highlights? I found it today on Amazon. Yeah, tell me the highlight. It's called the night. I need another good. It's called the night house. Um, the night mm-hmm. house. Okay. It's kind of a mix of paranormal. Uh, it has kind of a, a typical formula. Uh, the husband, we start out uh, just being introduced to the main character whose husband has passed away. And at the beginning, we don't know how. And it has a lot to do, it's her mostly centered around her home that's on a lake. And she starts to kind of, of course, uncover secrets about her house. And of course, trying to piece together like, what happened with her husband, what was going on with him. And it, you know, kind of shows her going through like, architecture architectural drawings and it almost looks like he had you know there was some kind of plan around like building different rooms he kind of has it has these elements of things we've heard before but pretty much right away she starts having I think even like the night of the funeral she comes back home and from that point on she starts hearing things and then she starts waking up in the morning in like different places in her house And she has her best friend who definitely gaslights her and makes her feel like there's nothing wrong. You know, you've got to have that best friend who... Yeah, you're telling... Or your doctor, someone in your life around you who's always telling you that it's... You know, just drink more water and get sleep and you'll be okay. So she goes to her friend pretty much right away for help. And her friend is like, you're fine. You just... You should be over this by now. It's been a week. So she keeps going through all of these belongings of his and, and pretty much like pieces together different things and starts to uncover like what was going on with him. And you pretty much right away know that he he's been doing things. And my mind, of course, goes to great. He's a serial killer. He's built yes. a room into yeah. the house and there's someone in there. Yes, that's where I Yeah, went. so she finds on his phone a photo of another woman and she kind of ends up tracking that woman down. It's a little bit complicated, but she, after like locating this other house nearby her house that apparently was like their house that her husband was working on. So there's a, there's her house she lives in, another house in the woods. There's these dreams she's having at night, which she can't tell if they're real or not. And also she had basically a near-death experience when she was younger, but... She doesn't, she never saw, like, anything. She didn't experience, like, a near death where she saw, like, a bright light and all of her loved ones were waiting Mm. and it was the best experience ever or it was hell. Like, nothing happened to her. It was just nothing. And so she Mm. reveals that, you know, she's had some kind of a connection to being dead, but nothing happened. So that's important to know because something happened and it kind of ended up following her, which ends up being like the link to all of this. So her husband's dead. She's having these dreams. Her house is haunted and her friend is gaslighting her. Her neighbor is gaslighting her and she's now found this house in the woods a girl that her husband was cheating on with 
And she has to try to piece this all together. And now it sounds kind of ridiculous as I'm saying it all out loud. Um, (laughs) But she actually really wants to connect. Like she believes the house, the the ghost is her husband in the house. And she wants to connect with him. She misses him. Even though she knows... Something was happening. Something's in her gut. Yeah. about So this is about sort of her journey through figuring out what was going on with her husband kind of. And it's not anything I've ever watched before. It kind of turns out being a different ending. And and it pieces everything together that I just shared. She's a great actress. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca Hall. When you watch it, you'll know who she is. She's been in other things you've okay. definitely seen. Definitely seen some of the other people in the cast. And it's not a big cast. It's her, literally her gaslighting friends who are trying to be there for her, but they don't know what to do because it's such an awkward situation when, whenever, whenever anyone loses someone. It's like everyone yeah. around you is just trying to like help, but they don't know how. And she's telling them things and they're trying to help and they're like what is really happening and you're drinking too much so there's a a particular bottle of like alcohol I think it's bourbon or something that she just drinks every night and at first I was like is that is there something in it that's like poisoning oh yeah right we've seen our lifetime movies we've seen it all we know yeah exactly we grew up on lifetime we know what the deal is so is her friend in on it was her friend having an affair like your mind goes there like the friend knows something the friend was in on it the friend is is like poisoning her and making her think she's (laughs) crazy the neighbor is not dead he's in the house (laughs) he's in the, the room underneath the right. neighbor is in on it. He was doing it as well. Like my brain, of course, I said all of it, you know. But it ended up being not what you thought, which was yes. good. And that's why we're talking about it today, right? <laughs> and it's a 6.5 on IMDb. That's not bad for a movie oh, like good. this. I never look at, do you look at that review on you do? I look at the ratings. See, I, I look at the stars on how many stars it's been rated. And I look at the IMDb. And even sometimes on IMDb, a lot of these movies will be like a two, three, four. Oh. They don't, you know, I I think this one probably does deserve a 6.5 because it, it's done well. There okay. are some scary, scary visual things in it that are, that are kind of creepy. Oh, so... Well, awesome. I did. That's funny because there was a movie that I found on Netflix. You've probably seen it. And I and I'm looking at the IMDb review because you just said that. And it's a 7.7. Oh, wow. So it's called Wind River and it's on Netflix. And I would have just went like brushed over it because I cannot stand Jeremy Renner. (laughs) He's the main guy in it. And so a lot of the time I'll like base what I'm going to watch on the, you know, picture that Netflix shows me. And I was just going to like pass over this one and I'm like, eh, I'll watch it. But um, it's actually a good story and right up our alley. It's not, it's it's loosely based on a true story and it's um, filmed on an Indian reservation and it's about a crime on an Indian reservation. So it's worth watching. 
even if you cannot stand Jeremy Renner, like, I, I don't know why. There's just something about him I cannot stand for some reason. Uh, so, but it's worth watching. It's on Netflix, and it's called Wind River, and it's a 7.7 okay. on IMDb. Cool. So that's, it's not scary, but, you know, in my search for something, yeah. I found it and watched it, got sucked cool. into it. Yeah. I'm so glad that we got on here today and did something a little bit more fun and lightened up, you know, our talk, because, <laughs> you know, we've been talking about some pretty heavy things, and uh, it's always going to be heavy, but it's always fun to get get your suggestions, because you and I are right along the same line, like, we, we, we know what we're going to like as far as movies and stuff, so it's always good to hear that you found something good. Yeah, definitely. I... I mean, we're the same, like, it takes a lot to scare us. Uh, I know that they're saying Hereditary is really, like, it's listed. I know. And it's listed up there as one of, like, the scariest movies out there. And I think, I think I would agree. I've only seen it once, saw it in the theater, saw it with people who were kind of making fun of it while we were watching it. So I kind of wonder what it would be like to watch it again. Uh, And Yeah, I've seen it a couple times, actually. I've tried to watch it a couple times more after, and and it is scary it's filmed just really weird like uh i think the same people did that other... midsummer yeah yes midsummer, it's an a24 which... movie so that's the production company and they definitely like we try to watch everything that's a24 yeah but uh yeah i think hereditary it's like you get there's like an unsettling feeling the whole time it's like this weird yeah. dissonance or there's like something uncomfortable the whole movie yes okay and anything that uh tony collette is in i love her uh she is so good the, the main mom in that like movie. and um, night listener yeah have you seen that <laughs> I'm sure I have, but it's been a while. Is that is that was that with Jake Gyllenhaal? No, it's with um, Robin no. Williams. Oh, I think we. I feel like we've yeah. talked about it in our first season. It's with she basically doesn't she kind of like catfish him? Yes, I'm looking at it right now. You're right. I, that'd be a good one for me to go back and watch, watch that it's one. Been a while. It's so good. There aren't very many scary yes. movies. We own the strangers, the others. Like you got to have the the basics that you own, and we own that one. Yes, for sure, for sure. Well, Christine, it's it, it, happy Halloween to you. Thank you for giving me something to watch when we get off of here, as I, I'm not going to pass out the candy, so I, I won't be interrupted. I can just, you know, stay in my pajamas and, and, and get these movies on, right? Sounds perfect. It was so good talking with you today, Cam. All right. I'll post a I picture of Dave with his mask on. Oh my god, you I have will. to. I hope he loves me. Okay, <laughs> love ya. Okay. I love you too. Bye.